this talk for tonight i've titled it the catalyst in you uh we're not going to have a chemistry session because uh, i'm really bad at it so i won't even attempt uh to to give you any kind of examples when it comes to chemistry and things like that but i'm going to try my bit of of kind of just breaking this down this phrase down to you and uh since we are talking about catalyst anybody remembers your school days and and your chemistry labs and all the exciting practicals you did how many of you don't remember anything about it because you just wanted to get out of that place right and and if you if you know about those memories there's one particular memory that you will def definitely remember is that the 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 go to the standard go to experiment of sodium and water how many of you blow up your labs in school days so this is this is a true story uh, a couple of my friends in school boarders you know they used to stay at the school campus and they they were so bored about you know uh, the 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 regular routine so they wanted to do something exciting so they somehow sneaked in to the chemistry lab they found a, a pack of a cake of that sodium i don't know whatever you call it the sodium bar if you want to call that and they just kind of left it in in the sink and they just left the tap open and the next i see some of you have long faces it tells me that either you're not from a science background or you don't know what happens when sodium and water mix the next day the school the, the chemistry lab was in the news of a local school you know edition that went out it's called the chinese whisper you know and and how everyone just started talking about hey do you know this happened do you know that happened and those guys called out got called out during the school assembly and you know how it goes right when you're called out in school assembly it's the best feeling ever <laughs> right but but you know i remember that incident because it stuck with me that's the only thing about chemistry that i remember i don't know about you guys but but since we're talking about the catalyst and and some of you might know the definition of it but i just want us to dive into uh, the, the 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 meaning or understanding this phrase and and i was looking it up on on google and this is what i came across a person or a thing that precipitates an event right now now most of you know this some of you have forgotten this it's up on the screen for you guys to just think and and many of many times right when you're journeying through life you have certain moments that just inspire you is that true you have certain moments that really motivate you certain moments that really challenge you and certain moments that really encourage you to dream more or like you you come out of a concert and and if you're if you're someone who likes music you're like oh man i wish i could play like him If you if you're a if you're a great person who loves literature and if you walk out of a prose you know a narration and you're like man I wish I could write or narrate like him or whichever your liking is you are always challenged inspired or motivated when you hang out in those environments and sometimes could it be possible that we think that these catalytic moments in our life are just kind of these gatherings let's say you know we saw these videos of or we saw the video of our young volunteers who serve week in week out to make these sunday evenings happen and and some sometimes we just think that it's what happens in these sunday evenings that really makes a difference in our lives well to certain extent that might be true but could it be possible that there are more situations and there are more instances in your life that actually trust you or push you into something more 
that's what we're going to be looking into this evening. And, and like, like you know this, 2019 is coming to an end. You know, in the next couple of days, we, we are going to be stepping into 2020. And I'm sure you're tired of New Year resolutions. So I'm not going to even ask you that, hey, how many of you have penned down those resolutions? Because some, somehow they just last for that one hour, right? When you write it down. And, but while you're looking at the catalyst in you, could it be possible that you're carrying something in your everyday life that actually could play the role of a catalyst? Are you guys with me? Just, just think with me for a minute, okay? I'm trying to set up something over here. Could it be possible that you, when you get up, when you go into the things where you spend the most of your day, you are carrying that very thing that you don't even realize it's there with you. It journeys with you when you wake up. It's there when you go, go to bed. It's there with you when you're hanging out with your friends. It's there with you when you're alone. Every single moment of your life, it's there with you. And Paul, one of the followers of Christ, gives a classic, he writes a classic letter to one of the communities of faith during those times called uh, the, the Philippians Church. And when he's writing to them, he, they say that, you know, when theologians and, and people who have studied the letter of Paul to the church of Philippians, it says that the entire letter has got a very warm tone to it. You know, so he's, he's like full of encouragement, he's full of joy, he's exhorting them, he's encouraging them. Do you, don't you like reading those kind of letters? Or those kind of WhatsApp texts that come nowadays? And then, you know, some of them you just have to leave it unseen. Oh, you know what I'm talking about. Don't we just love those moments when people just, just exhort us, when people just encourage us? And this is one of those conversations that Paul is, uh, is encouraging the Philippian community in living their lives with joy, thanksgiving, and being gospel-centered. Let us turn to uh, Philippians chapter 2. And we are reading from uh, verses 12 to 18. And I, I want to just read from the Passion Translation that is up there on the screen. And this is what Paul is saying. My beloved ones, just like you have always listened to everything I've taught you in the past, I'm asking you now to keep following my instructions as though I were right there with you. Now you must continue to make this new life fully manifested as you live in the holy awe of God, which brings you trembling into his presence. Are you guys there? Wow, it's quiet tonight. Are you guys there? Right. Hey, you can talk back, okay? This is like, let's try to make this a conversation and don't fall off to sleep. Okay. <laughs> Which brings you trembling into his presence. God will continually revitalize you, implanting within you the passion to do what pleases him. Live a cheerful life without complaining or division amongst yourselves. For then you will be seen as innocent, faultless and pure children of God. Even though you live in the midst of a brutal and perverse culture. For you will appear among them as shining lights in the universe. Offering them the words of eternal life. And then he goes on to say. I haven't labored among you for nothing. For your lives are the fruit of my ministry. And will be my glorious boast at the unveiling of Christ. 
but i will rejoice even if my life is poured out like a liquid offering to god over your sacrificial and surrendered lives of faith and so no matter what happens to me you should rejoice in ecstatic celebration with me can i just ask you to go back to that and and say this with me and this is what paul says and so no matter what happens to me let's put our attention for a minute on that no matter what happens to me for those of you who don't know this i want to just understand where and how paul is writing this letter from he's not sitting in his in his in his sweet spot or his comfort space when he's writing this letter he's not in in the best of his moments he's not he's not probably had the most great days when paul is writing this letter paul is in in prison when he's writing this have you ever come across people when they meet you or when you meet them they are so full of life but they are caught up in the prisons of things that are just hold them captive and when you get to know you cannot believe it that this is the same person who was encouraging you this is the same person who was cracking those jokes this is the same person who was so lively and yet his life was so messed up have you have you ever come across those situations this is that one of those guys and paul is is writing and trying to communicate to this community that hey be ecstatic in your joy you're living in a in a in a culture that is so different but it doesn't matter you know you need to live a life that god is asking you to live and and i said okay there is something wrong when it comes to paul writing this piece to the philippian community he's in prison it says that he was beaten he was tortured and he's even in chains when he's writing this and in spite of that in spite of his current his practical circumstances the practical circumstances are not dominating the course of his life are you guys with me the practical circumstances the practical challenges that paul is going to is going through is not affecting the way he is communicating to the people so just just a random question i wanted to ask you it says if you read further paul is paul and he is he is feeling that way because of what he has experienced in jesus if you go back uh, to paul uh, the philippians chapter 1 and we read these two verses verses 12 onwards and this is what paul is saying I want you to know dear ones what has happened to me has not hindered but helped my ministry of preaching the gospel causing it to expand and spread to many people are you guys okay do you see what what he's saying he's saying for now the elite roman guards and government officials overseeing my imprisonment have plainly recognized that i am here because of my love for the anointed one and what i am going through has actually caused many believers to become even more what courageous in the lord and to be bold and passionate to preach the word of god all because of what my chains i want to talk to you for the next few minutes about the catalyst in you the very thing like i said that you carry every single day of your life have you heard of these words called pain and suffering you walk around with it every single day 
Many people don't even know you're moving around with it. Come on guys, talk back to me. You move around with it. You walk around with it. Nobody even knows it's there because you're, we are so good at sugarcoating it or hiding it in the best way. It's already quiet. I don't know how this is going to go. See, one of the ways you need to understand how Paul grew was because Paul grew and encouraged others to grow in his walk with Jesus because of these very two words, pain and suffering. Can everybody say that? Pain, pain. and suffering. Come on, you guys can do better. Pain, pain. and suffering. Paul grew up with this and the letter of Philippians, though it was written with a very warm tone, he is trying to communicate to these guys through his own pain and suffering that it's the very change that he's been bound in is actually helping in the furtherance of the message of Christ going to different people in different circumstances. Zealous, I want to challenge you tonight. 2019, I don't know how the year has looked for you. I don't know how the year has been. For some of you, it might be a year filled with so many promises. For some of you, some of those promises have even been fulfilled. But, but there might be a few of you or many of you, I don't know how many in this room that are walking with pain and suffering. But Paul, he's truly challenging each and every one of us how we can look at pain and suffering. See, as Christ followers, the journey or process of pain and suffering is inevitable. You didn't expect that, did you? I'll say that again. As Christ followers, you, you and me cannot avoid the journey or the process of pain and suffering. And, and you might be saying, hey, Nina, this, this sounds too... Too difficult for me to, to understand. I know, I feel the same way. Probably Paul felt the same way as well. But then he's continuing, some, he's continuing to tell them, and in other words, Paul is trying to tell them, hey, you need to embrace the journey of suffering knowing that it's not your final destination. Anybody going through pain or suffering tonight? I want you to know this. It's not your final destination. It's not your final destination. Paul understood this. Paul really got the, the, the relationship of Jesus and Paul, he really understood it. And, and he started looking at things a bit differently because, see, it's, it's only in the moments of pain and suffering that we are really vulnerable and can truly experience the eternal hope in Jesus. It's in pain. It's in, those, it's in those moments where we feel that everything around us is collapsing. It's in those moments where we feel that, hey, I don't even know how I will wake up the next day and face the challenges. Or forget the challenges. I don't even know how to face the day. Now, I know this, this kind of a conversation does not necessarily fit into a New Year's Eve where I need to kind of excite you and get you all encouraged and, and they, hey, 2020 is coming, let's jump and let's celebrate. But I want to be real with you. Is that okay? Because when you walk out from this place, there are days where you don't feel like shouting and clapping and singing the way how you did tonight. By the way, you guys did good. Can you turn to the person next to you and say, you did good? Some of you, too much efforts, is it? <laughs> you did good tonight. 
See, because a Christ follower can only endure suffering to an extent of their revelation of Jesus. Because when Paul is talking and writing, apart from the way he's gotten, you know, whacked and tortured and, and beaten up, Paul has a revelation of who Jesus is. I wonder how many people sitting in this room tonight have given yourselves an opportunity to really understand who Jesus is in this very journey of your life, in this very moment. Paul is encouraging the Philippine community to do that. And, and like I said, I, I use this word vulnerability, right? I think Julie and me, we have come to this realization. We've been married just for three years and, and we know each other for, for a long time. But in these three years of, our, of, our, of, our, of doing our life together, we have treasured this word vulnerability quite a lot or we have at least tried. Because I'll tell you something, how many of you really want to build and grow in 2020? Okay, don't put your hands up for the sake of it. How many of you really, really want to grow in 2020? In whatever categories, whatever dreams, whatever aspirations you have, let me tell you a secret that God kind of dropped in our marriage in these three years. Vulnerability. Vulnerability opens doors to build your life. Okay, I'm not trying to make this up. Coming back to Paul, I'll tell you how. But before that, see, if you really want to be a person who's strong from inside out, if you really want to be a person who's not just saying, hey, I'm, I can face everything. The truth is, you, you, know, you know, we know it. You may not admit it, but we know this, you can't. Paul also knew that. But the truth is, if you, if you really want to build a strong, healthy inner man, that is the result of an authentic, vulnerable response to sufferings and pain. I don't know how you react when you're caught up in moments of pain and suffering. See, because I know this for sure, different people have different ways of processing pain, right? Like when you and me get into an argument, you'll see the quiet side of me. Because someone is already talking. And, and, and that's her way of expressing. My way is like, okay, I just, I just need my space. I need to be quiet. And different people have different ways of processing pain and different, way, different ways of processing suffering. But Paul, on the other side, he was so expressive. If you've, if you've read some of the letters Paul has written, you'll come across it. He was so expressive when it came to his needs. He was expressive when it came to his challenges that he was facing. He was expressive when it came to his, when it came to his weaknesses. Paul was expressive. Paul did not hesitate from sharing his most vulnerable moments with the communities he was doing life with. Can I, can I ask you a real question tonight? When was the last time you allowed yourself to be vulnerable with God? And when was the last time you allowed yourself to be vulnerable with a community? Food for thought. See, because Paul did every bit of that. Sometimes we get caught up in this thinking that is, 
I feel that is so, if I may use the word, so rubbish that we need to be perfect every single day of our lives. And we give into that pressure, we give into that pressure to perform, or we give into that pressure to live a, a, a life of a Christ follower where everything kind of you need to check every list. Sometimes, let's be real, it's not possible to do that. Can I, can I relieve some guys of that, of that pressure? It's okay if you're not perfect. Come on, somebody can talk back to me. It's okay if you're not perfect. But, but Paul knows the power of being vulnerable. Zealous, do we know the power of being vulnerable tonight? It's okay to, to acknowledge and tell yourselves, I am having a bad day. It's okay to say, I don't think this is working out for me. I need help. It's okay to be just quiet when you cannot even whisper certain words when you're praying to God because of the suffering and the pain and the agony that you're experiencing. God can connect more with your quietness than with your just nonsense words that you just try to impress Him with. That's God. And that's the revelation that Paul had about Jesus. When was the last time you allowed yourself to be vulnerable with God? I hope tonight, as you come to a conclusion, as we come to a conclusion of this year, 2019, we, give, we make room for ourselves to think on those lines. See, because if you really want to build and grow in your 2020, in whatever you're doing in life, God cannot work with the fake you. Uncle, it's really quiet tonight. God can never work with the fake you. So, who are we trying to impress, guys? What is the kind of lifestyle that we are trying to build as a community as we are doing life together? I love it, you know, that when, when people walk up to, to, in our conversations and say that, hey, we need help. There are moments where, where Julie and me need help. There are moments where our leaders need help. There are moments where every single person in this community needs help. And that's why we've got Jesus. That's why we have the Holy Spirit who is our what? Our helper. And I, we desire to build this community not on the strengths and perfections of people, but on the grace and the love of Jesus that is available for weak people like you and me. Or should I say, like me and you. Let me put myself there first. Paul really knew that. But could it be possible, I want you to look at something from a different perspective tonight. You have been walking with this pain, you have been walking with that suffering for I don't know how many years. The closest people to you don't even know how many years you have been walking with that pain and with that suffering. God knows. God knows that. But could it be possible that the very pain and suffering that you are walking with is the catalyst in your life that truly brings about a deeper, intimate relationship with Jesus? See, for all these times, you've been looking at pain and, 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 and suffering in your life and you're trying to tell yourself, I need to get rid of this, I need to get rid of this, I need to get rid of this, and nothing is working out. Do you guys there with me? Nothing is working out. You've, you've tried everything, nothing seems to work out. Maybe, 
it's time for you to change your perspective maybe god is challenging you to change your mindset and ask you to believe that hey can you look at pain and suffering as a catalyst that can trust you and propel you into the very things god is called you to do because there is a plan for every single person in this room when it comes to jesus and your life you may not see that you may not know it as of now but i want to assure you and i want to encourage you god has not left you hanging god has not left you hanging i don't know who needs to hear this but i want to say it and i will say it again until it sinks in your heart and it sinks in your spirit god has not left you hanging See it's when you realize the potential of embracing difficulties with the help of God and his presence you begin to see pain as a catalyst for your growth it's 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 when you begin to see that a roadblock is not actually a roadblock but a stepping stone for your maturity you you begin to see that the joy and hope you can still have in the midst of your trials difficult moments because of your faith in Jesus not because of your perfect walk not because of your checklist that we try to check every single day or every single week it's your faith do we have any people that have faith tonight in this room show of hands god needs your faith guys god really is looking for your faith because i want to just tell you something when it comes to pain and suffering as a catalyst there's something about suffering when embraced in the light of Jesus that it allows it to become an important catalyst for growth see i told you this sometime back i don't know how your 2019 has looked like maybe your 2019 you have been looking for signs and experiences to make your life happen but all you have experienced or seen are those unforgettable moments of pain agony and trials maybe you're looking for hope and strength to appear in the midst of your difficult situations but all of you have experienced or some of you have experienced all of you have experienced is frustration but today i want to encourage you as we close out on 2019 zealous maybe the memories of pain and maybe the memories of suffering and not have not fully left you they're still there in your life but those are the very necessary catalysts you and me need that is going to act as a thrust as we walk into 2020 is somebody there with me on that maybe the job didn't work out as you planned maybe the business idea did not come out as you expected maybe the relationships in your life did not take off as you planned them and you are experiencing that pain you are experiencing that hurt you're you're walking with that pain you're walking with that suffering every single day it's there in your back pocket or is there somewhere close to your heart but can i challenge you and can i encourage you tonight on what god really wants me to tell you pain is not an inhibitor for a christ follower 
pain is a catalyst for your growth pain is a catalyst for your growth if there are people in this room that are experiencing pain i want you to know that 2020 that same thing that is causing you the pain and the suffering god wants you to walk into your 2020 not ignoring your pain not just not just avoiding it but embracing it knowing that it's not a destination it's just a part of your life because god desires a glorious and a hopeful future for every single person in this room tonight Because you know what? Paul, right at the beginning of this letter, knows that. And this is what he starts off his letter with one of these verses in Philippians 1.6. I pray with great faith for you. Because I am fully convinced that the one who what? Who began this glorious work in you will faithfully Continue the process of maturing you and will put his finishing touches to it until the unveiling of our Lord Jesus Christ. So I want to challenge you tonight. How do you want to close out on your 2019? Zealous? Are, you, are, you, are we still going to try and portray and kind of, you know, try again? to tell people or convince people that everything is okay when deep down inside there are, there are those moments of pain and suffering? Or are you ready to really embrace this pain and this experience and, and the suffering and this, this frustration that you have been experiencing and say, God, tonight I make a decision to embrace it because I know that pain is not going to slow me down. I know that suffering is not going to kill me. Or it's not going to be slow, slowing me down. It's going to propel me into my 2020 because of the hope that I have in you. We're so glad you've been listening in. If you'd like to know more about us, follow us on Insta at Zealous Pune or visit us online at zealous.community.